Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. And now, the Disney Parks Podcast infotainment segment. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the show. We have got, uh, not only is he a great guest, not only is he one of our favorite Disney people, he's a good friend to both Tony and myself. Stephen Barrett is the leading, I would say, the OG authority on hidden Mickeys, which are camouflaged images of Mickey Mouse that Disney Imagineers and artists have hidden in virtually every Disney property in the world. He is the author of the best-selling guides, The Hidden Mickeys, a field guide to Walt Disney World's best-kept secrets, Disneyland's Hidden Mickeys, and Hidden Mickeys Go to Sea. Uh, Steve lives near Orlando, Florida. His website is www.hiddenmickeyguide.com, and, and it's the go-to reference for e- any and all Hidden Mickey fans. It's our pleasure and honor to introduce and welcome our good friend, Stephen Barrett. How you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm doing great, and it's just great to be with you guys. Yeah. It, it's, it's wonderful. I'm having a good time already. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had some technical difficulties, so I'm glad you're having a great time. I'm sweating bullets right now. <laughs> oh, really? I, I can't tell. Oh, well, you know, uh, a smile covers a multitude of sins. That's yeah. what my pastor says. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, we always like to ask the same uh, question uh, first from all of our, our guests, because we are fascinated to hear how everybody comes mm. to know and love Disney. So how did your journey with Disney actually get started? I came to Orlando, uh, for a conference. Okay. And this was in 1989. Wow. And I, I was not a theme park fan whatsoever. I lived in Texas and Oklahoma around that time. Actually, at that time, I was in Oklahoma. Hmm. And, you know, I'd been to Six Flags. I'd been to theme parks before. Um, but that wasn't, that wasn't really on my bucket list for my life. And I came to a conference in Orlando uh, and I'd never been to Orlando and my wife, I had a son then my son was about, um, I guess six or seven. Okay. And my wife said, let, you know, Disney world is there. Let's, let's, uh, check into Disney world. I'm thinking, okay, well, yeah, sure. Uh, my, I'm sure my son will like it and Mickey mouse and all that stuff. Right. So, um, I, I'm telling you, one of the one of the great epiphanies of my life was the first time I walked onto Disney World property, specifically the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. When I walked under the train station and onto Main Street, and I'm thinking, you know what? This world is really special, 
I'm feeling something here I've never felt before in my life. Right. And um, I fell in love on the spot. So that that began my journey of trying to figure out and learn as much as I could about everything Disney. Yeah. And it was that it was that first step onto Main Street that started it all for me hmm. in 1989. Wow. 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 So that's, uh, that's pretty early on. I mean, Disney came around 71, so yeah, 89 is pretty early on. It's early on. And, you know, the, the, uh, the, the Hollywood studio, MGM Studios was mm-hmm. just, had just right. opened that year. Mm-hmm. And the Grand Floridian uh, uh, Hotel Resort had just uh, opened that year. So a lot of things that were just opening. Wow. You know, Epcot, of course, and Magic Kingdom were already open. Right. And uh, the Animal Kingdom opened uh, years later. So, um, yeah, it was, it was early on. And, and in fact, I didn't know anything about Hidden Mickey's then. Um, and Hidden Mickey's, actually the, the, the fellow, I don't know if you, if you've met him, Arlen Miller. Yeah, sure. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. He, he wrote, he wrote an article, um, in the late 1980s, I think it was 88, 89, um, and uh, talked about he, he was the first one to talk about the hidden Mickey. Right. And and um, I I only became even aware of the term uh, a few years later in the early 90s when I was just obsessed with researching Disney, you know, starting with that 1989 uh, Main Street experience. Yeah. I was reading everything I could about Walt Disney and Disney, the Disney company and mm-hmm. guidebooks and, and, and the Disney magazine was around then. Yes. Yeah. So, sounds strangely uh, familiar. <laughs> so I, I came across, I came across the term hidden Mickey and I'm thinking, but what is this thing? Hidden Mickey. And you know, the first, the very first website, that I recall uh, investigating, and I still, in my file, right to my left in my office right now, I have some of the original pages from that, from that early website. Oh, wow. It was uh, in the early 90s, and it was two college guys from Stetson University, which is a, which is a university just north of Orlando. Right private uh, university and uh or i don't know if it's private or not but anybody can go there but it's it's a small university mm-hmm. two college students um were posting hidden mickeys mm-hmm. now you know back in the day of the early 90s websites were very uh you know uh archaic and uh bare and spare and yeah. it was just text on a page yeah yeah and yeah you recall that oh yeah so, oh yeah created a few some of those. the early uh, hidden mickeys that were posted were just descriptions and mm-hmm. and uh they were getting the information from the cast members some of the you know most of the cast members even then didn't know what hidden mickeys were right so uh you know it was a growing phenomenon uh, at that time but that 
that sparked my interest, and uh, it hasn't hasn't you know it hasn't waned in all those years. Yeah. So when did you have like the epiphany, like, ooh, you know what? I should start cataloging these things and documenting them and putting them down on paper and and. You know, yeah, that's, that's that's a good question, uh, Tony. Um, my first. You know, I, I fell in love with Disney. I read everything about Disney. I started, um, I would come, I was living in Oklahoma and Texas during the 90s, and I would I would come uh, two or three times a year as often as I could, and I would uh, uh, try to bring friends and family, and I would show them around because I, I was learning a lot about how to do the parks. And, right. And I, I, and I knew there was logic to it because... I had seen many times, as you have probably, people who just sort of drop into Disney World and, you know, you know they want to do some stuff. Right. Well, that's not really the best way to do it because yeah. you're, you're, the, the odds are you're going to get frustrated very quickly with long lines and, mm-hmm. and heat and not knowing what to do and all that. Right. So I, my first, and by the way, uh, Around that time, I was really into writing. I had written uh, articles and, and uh, chapters for medical books, mm-hmm. and uh, I really enjoyed uh, putting my thoughts down on paper. And people, you know, people were around me were responding positively to that, so it was it was a good thing. So I said, "Well, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to write a guidebook to Disney World." So I wrote a guidebook first. Oh wow. Uh, it came out, the first edition came out in, um, 2001 and, and, uh, I found a publisher, a small travel publisher, and we published that guidebook, uh, every year. I updated it every year for 10 years. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, I enjoyed that, but honestly, uh, I, my publisher asked me, in about 2001, 2002, do you have any other ideas about Disney uh, books? Because, you know, we're, we're having fun with this. Right. And I said, well, I'm keeping a file on Hidden Mickeys, you know. And, of course, you know, what's Hidden Mickeys? Right. So I, I said, well, why don't we put a book together? And And the publisher said, well... Let, yeah, let's, that's a good idea, but let's not just make it a catalog. Mm. You know, it's easy to just put a catalog out there as a book. Let's make it as a scavenger hunt mm. where, um, you know, uh, based on your guidebook, because I, I had written, um, for example, how to do the Magic Kingdom efficiently in a day or a day and a half. Which is hard to do, by the way. Right. But, he, uh, you know, there's a way to do it yeah. to, tr- to minimize your weight in line. So I thought, you know, I'll, I'll write a Hidden Mickey's book based on scavenger hunts mm. done efficiently. So if you wanted to find all the Hidden Mickey's in the Magic Kingdom in one day, which, grant, uh, granted, very difficult to do. Had, yeah. You have to have luck on your side. But... <laughs> There is an efficient way to do it, um, and you know you know this. There, 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 there's a way to do uh, the, these parks in an efficient way so that you 
you don't waste time just waiting in two hour lines. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that my publishers actually, uh, was the one that put that bug in my ear to put the hidden Mickey's book together. So the Walt Disney world, uh, hidden Mickey's book, the first edition came out in 2003, two years after the guidebook came out. Wow. That's a long time ago. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> you, so, know, I, you know, the years go by, Tony. I yeah. tell you, John, you know, we're all, we're not getting any younger, you know, so. Uh, speak for yourself, man. We, we, <laughs> I'm staying young forever. <laughs> we, just enjoy, we just enjoy this Disney thing. And, you know, Walt, Walt uh, just makes us feel forever young. What can I say? Yeah. I want to keep I want to keep hearing about how the book progressed and then you know it found its way into the parks and all that good stuff. But before we get too much further down the road, how do you define when someone says, "Steve, I love this idea of a hidden Mickey. I love Mickey Mouse, but what what exactly is a hidden Mickey? Can you give a, a really good hidden Mickey guy answer for what that is?" Yes, um, the ideal. Hidden Mickey, first of all, is a purposeful image of Mickey placed by an Imagineer or an artist. Hmm. Now, I know, you know, we all know that happens. In fact, Imagineers write me periodically. Oh, wow. And they tell me, they tell me, yeah, when we're designing or, or reimagining an attraction or designing a, a park like Toy Story Land or, you know, whatever, we, we do, the, hit, the issue of Hidden Mickeys does come up hmm. uh, during some of those meetings. And, and Imagineer, a manager of the area, will often, uh, you know, basically tell one of the artists, or sculptors, or whoever's making the rock rocks, or uh, you know the painting, the murals. Mm-hmm. Put a put a hidden Mickey uh, in this, you know, and they'll they'll put, tell them where to do it. Right. And so uh, the best hidden Mickeys are, are the ones purposefully placed by the Imagineers or artists, and and we can we we can tell that when we come across a hidden Mickey image. You can t- you you get this feeling. Oh my gosh, that that was placed there on purpose. Right. And and chances are you're absolutely right about that. But the, of course, the fun thing about this game is is that the Imagineers and artists don't tell anybody about this. Mm. They don't keep any master log or list. They just wait for us to find them. Yeah. Which I think is a spectacular decision by Disney. Right. To, uh, you know, just let people find them and go crazy over them. And, and, I, and that's the way it is even today. It, it's, it makes the game so much fun for me. Right, hmm. right. I think somebody like Dave Smith would go, why did we not keep a track of all these Mickeys? Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody, you know, there isn't. And yeah. periodically, you know, I, I think the studios uh, back 10, 15 years ago had a, sort of a list that they mm. tried to keep yeah. of the hidden Mickeys in uh, the studios park. Right. Uh, but they, you know, nobody invests in time in that because it, it's, the problem is they change, the hidden Mickeys change all yeah. the time. Right. right. Uh, of course, when 
you know, attractions or ref- like the great movie ride. Mm-hmm. All those hidden Mickey's are gone. And, you know, I, it, it, I still have nightmares about that because those were fantastic hidden Mickey's in that, in the great movie ride and they're lost. Yep. Yeah. So that happens, you know, and it's inevitable, but new ones appear. Mm-hmm. And the other, the other hidden Mickey that I fret about because I have to check it, check, check on them often are hidden Mickey's made of, uh, rocks or, you know, coils of rope. Oh, okay. And they're, they're awesome in Mickey's and they're purposeful, but they may not last, you know? So, um, I, you know, I have to check on those, you know, like there was a, there was a great hidden Mickey for many years in Japan and Epcot, um, a beautiful hidden Mickey made of rocks that was, uh, in a clearing in a bush on the, on the right side of the, of Japan pavilion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they, the cast members maintained that image for at least 10 years. I mean, it was a, it was a beautiful hidden making. Well, it's, it's been gone now for two years. Wow. They're, they're, re, they're refurbishing that area. And, um, you know, so, you know, hidden Mickey's do come and go. Mm. Uh, the ones I really like are the purposeful hidden Mickey's. Like there are many, for example, in the, in the uh, animal kingdom where they're, they're etched in rock mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're made of, uh, a permanent, uh, sort of image that's not going to go anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. so I like those because they're they're placed on purpose and they're not going to be blown away by the wind or by some, you know, some uh, person coming along and messing it up. Yeah. Right. So on your website, do you, uh, you know, if something has been moved or changed, do you kind of archive that from your catalog online or do you keep that in place and just kind of you know, know this I, has been removed? Um, We've had uh, we've had different uh, variations of the Hidden Mickey's website. Mm. Um, until last summer, we had a we had a huge uh, website, basically repository uh, archive of lost Hidden Mickey's and movie Hidden Mickey's and everything like that. Um, and it and it the website got too basically got too large and it started breaking apart. And it, it was getting, you know, hacked. And so we had to reformulate it last summer. Mm-hmm. And the current website is much more um, spare. Okay. And uh, basically uh, contains uh, new hidden Mickeys that, I, that are coming online, like uh, from Toy Story Land, for example. Um, and... Uh, the new ones that people write me about, people write me almost, well, virtually every day. Sure. About hidden Mickeys they find. Yeah. And um, so anyway, the, the website is pretty much a, a, a current website. We're going to start adding in some of the archived ones, mm-hmm. you know, from the old website, which is not for public view right now because it, it was being, uh, it was, it was uh, deteriorating and now we've, 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 Pretty much uh, uh, put it aside, and but it's it's safe now. 
And so I'm, I'll, I'll be, you know, highlighting some of those right. over time. But right now the website is, uh, is more current. Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. So uh, once you started down the, the first Hidden Mickey's Guide, how long did it take you to go from Walt Disney World to doing one in Disneyland mm-hmm. and then adding the cruise ships? What was the, what was the timeline and what was the process that those got created? Well, in the early years, in, when I was putting together the first Walt Disney World book in 2003, and so I was doing the research in 2002. Um, I didn't have a website. I mean, nobody was really writing me. Yeah. So I, I basically was going to the parks at Disney World and talking to cast members and trying to, you know, get my own uh, catalog of hidden Mickeys that were in place. And, of course, and, and again, I had the original website, those guys from Stetson. I had some of their information. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, basically I was it and some of the cast members, um, you know, I mean, it wasn't a big, uh, a big issue back then in 2002, uh, hidden Mickey's were sort of, uh, you know, the Disney company did not emphasize hidden Mickey's at all. Um, I remember, for example, when Animal Kingdom opened, in 1998, mm-hmm. or actually it was after that, it was when Everest opened. I, I forget, it was a year or two later when Everest opened. I can't recall, Tony, but uh, I remember, um, uh, you know, the, the Imagineers were giving a press conference before the opening of Everest, and um, one of the... Uh, a question from the audience came. This is a just a presentation from uh, journalists and people that were writing about Disney. And um, a journalist, uh, one of the journalists, I, I remember her. She's from Toronto, and she asked, uh, "What about hidden Mickey's and Everest? Where, where can you tell us about them?" And the response was, "What are hidden Mickey's?" <laughs> What? We're not talking about hidden Mickey's here. <laughs> and so the, the, this was, uh, you know, uh, after animal kingdom opened early on. And the, the point is when the, they want, when you're in the line in the queue for the expedition Everest, they want you to get immersed in the Himalayan culture. Right. Right. They don't want you to look for hidden Mickey's. Yeah. So that was the early, uh, thing about uh, hidden Mickey's with Disney, they did not emphasize it at all, mm. and so it was hard for me in the early years to sometimes get information and and find them. Right, uh, and that that all changed, by the way. Yeah, that all changed, and it I saw a change uh, right before the new Fantasyland opened a few years ago in the Magic Kingdom. And I, I was in I was in a uh, I was in a, a group of journalists in the uh, AMC theater area, <clears throat> and they were Disney was presenting the new Fantasyland, and I remember I'll never forget the president of Disney uh, was standing up giving a presentation, and 
<clears throat> she said, and I want to show you this fantastic new hidden Mickey. And it, it, it's, by the way, it's my favorite hidden Mickey of all time right now. Oh. It's, it's the once a, once a year hidden Mickey uh, in, the, uh, in the queue of the Little Mermaid right. ride in the Magic Kingdom. And it happens only once a year at noon on November 18th, Mickey's birthday. Mm-hmm. The Imagineers figured out where the sun would be at noon. Mm-hmm. And it and it makes a three circle hidden hidden Mickey light image on the wall, in, yeah. you know, in the in the cave in the inside queue. Right. Mm-hmm. And the and the president of Disney was showing this image, and and the, all the journalists stood up in the audience and clapped. It's like, whoa, what a hidden, what a great hidden Mickey. So I'm thinking, okay, hidden Mickey's have arrived. Right. Yep. Guys, they've arrived. Yeah. (laughs) And it was funny. I was going to ask you that about that because I've always heard it as, you know, a story. Oh, if you're here on November 18th, Mickey's birthday, you'll see a thing on the wall. I was like, really? Somebody went through all that trouble to figure out where the sun is, cut a hole in that wall so that you could get an image. I was like, wow. I said, that's a lot of work. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, and I I can tell over the years the quality – you know, the general quality mm-hmm. of new hidden Mickeys has really improved Yeah, just over the last 10 years. Right. And that's an example of it because the Imagineers put more thought into it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the new ones we find are basically a better quality than the ones uh, 15 years ago that were sort of, you know, right. as an aside happenstance kind of thing. Right. Right. Now, I also heard that kind of the Hidden Mickey's thing took a little flight uh, when they were doing Epcot because Epcot was going to have no characters. So the premise was that Imagineers were like, yeah, no characters. We'll fix your wagon, Um, (laughs) Mr. Eisner. And they were putting Hidden Mickey's all around the park, you know, so that they weren't in plain sight. They were hidden. Is that story true, Steve? Do you know? You know, I, I don't know, but mm. uh, Jim Hill. Yeah. You know Jim Hill. Sure. Yep. <clears throat> I I like Jim Hill, and I I I think he comes up with a lot of interesting history and information about about Disney. Mm-hmm. That's his take on uh, oh, what happened at Epcot, and I think it's probably accurate. Mm. Um, you know, Hidden Mickeys weren't really well known. Epcot opened in '82, right. and and Hidden Mickeys weren't really even talked about or known at all until the late '80s. Mm. Mm. But they were there; they were present in in the early Epcot pavilions yeah. in 1982. So clearly, the Imagineers and artists were putting them in there. Right. Yeah. And. Basically, just waiting for people to find them, and it's that's still kind of the approach. Hmm. Uh, you know, an Imagineer, for example, uh, they don't write me very often, but periodically they'll write me and they'll say, "I'm Steve. I'm putting a hidden Mickey in this area of this resort, mm-hmm. and you can't you can't credit me, and you can't use my photo, <laughs> but you got to go find it yourself." Right. So. That's kind of what they do. They 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 put them in there, and just 
and just wait for people to find them. I think it's just a fantastic game that they've come up with. Yeah, it's a uh, it's something that we, especially locals, or I should say maybe frequent visitors to the parks, mm. something that they can do that they can experience the parks after you've been a four or five dozen times. It's it's something yes. fun yeah. that you can do that's different mm. that that still brings a level of enjoyment even above and beyond the regular Disney magic. Right. That's what I think. Yeah, and and the uh, yeah, that's a good point, John. And the other part of that is, um, on average, o- over the last uh, 10, 15, 20 years, um, well, since I started keeping a record of it, mm. um, there's an average of one or two new hidden Mickey's at Walt Disney World every month. Wow. So it's yeah. uh it's uh it, it it's even a, a more rapid change than you see in the attractions or the refurbishments. Mm, wow. In other words, you can come often and there'll be new hidden mickeys for you to find. So it, it it's uh I I think it's just a very a fun thing for for the repeat visitor to get into cuz there is something new for them every yeah. time they come. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we don't want you to give too much away, but can you share a couple of the hardest? Can you give us some hints, maybe, on some of the hardest hidden Mickey's to find? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I, you know, I tell you, there's one that uh, it took my wife a year wow. to, to see it. Really, and. There are still people that I'm with that can't necessarily see it. Hmm. And maybe you know the one I'm talking about. It's my it's my second favorite hidden Mickey okay. after the once a year hidden Mickey. Am I allowed to guess? What is? It? Yeah, go ahead. Would it be the one in Tomorrowland? Uh no, but that's oh. a good one. You're talking about the one in the cement? Yes, sir. Mm. Oh my God, that's a great one, John. I actually had to. In fact, I... that's disappearing. I, you know, I check on it all the time, and it's becoming more yeah. and more faint with time. It's yeah. hard to see. People are walking <laughs> across it. That's a good one. <laughs> that's all a right. good one. So, can you give us an idea where the the one that yeah, you were the talking one I'm about? talking about is in the Garden Grill restaurant in Epcot in the Land Pavilion. And it's uh, it's uh, a, a sort of a steamboat Willie type image of Mickey, and he's behind some ferns. He's behind a fern, <laughs> fern leaves, in the mural, and it's not immediately evident. Right. And now the cast members know where it is. If you okay. can't see it, they'll bring out a flashlight and they'll show you and say. There he is. You just wow. got to look behind the the leaves, and he's he's there. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, admittedly, it's hard it's hard to spot this thing. Right. But it's a, it's a brilliant it's a brilliant image by whoever the artist was. I give him or her kudos for this. But it's a it's a brilliant um, image of a, of a steamboat Willie type. Hmm. Mickey Mouse, uh, that is not easy to see. It's a beautiful example of a truly hidden Mickey. Yeah, that's good. That is a, 
I hate to say it, but the Garden Grill has been is one of four restaurants I have not eaten at on Disney property. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Tony! <laughs> fail. One of four. <laughs> Hashtag okay. Fail, Tony. Yeah. I know. I got to get over there. Got to get over there. Wow. Well, especially to see this uh, this hidden Mickey. It's it's worth the trip. Yeah. Believe me. Yeah. So, Steve, I know on your site people can submit stuff to you. So when they do that, do you go out then and verify and say, oh, yeah, that's a hidden Mickey and it's there. It's in the right place. Yes, I do. I do verify them. Um, and, uh, you know, some, some of the I, – I mean, I, I love – I want and I encourage people to submit images. Uh-huh. Um, some of the some of the many of the images that people submit are pretty much what we call uh, wishful thinking or you know uh, questionable images yeah. like some circles or swirls. Mm. Yeah, but I definitely go check them out. Yeah. But I also get other opinions. Sure, there there are there are opinions of uh, from people that I uh, respect that. Um, you know, uh, and I value. Mm -hmm. And so, <clears throat> you know, there, there, uh, frankly, there are some hidden Mickeys in, in, in the book that I include. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they're purposeful or not. Okay. Um, and, but sometimes they're close enough that, you know, people like them, you know, and, uh, and, if if enough people like them and vote them positively, then I'll put them in the book. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so yeah, definitely. If people people submit images to me, mm -hmm. for example, uh, I got a submission just um, a few days ago from the Coronado Springs Resort, and and a and a fellow sent me a photo of three little rocks that looked like a perfect hidden Mickey. Wow. Uh, near, near one of the ranchos, uh, you know, uh, villas uh, out there around the lake in the Coronado Springs. Mm -hmm. So I, I haven't checked it out yet. I'll n definitely need to go check that out. Yeah. If it's there, the next thing I have to decide is who put that there? Is it going to last? Right. Is this just some sort of joke that somebody, you know, put in play? You know, so th those are the kind of things I, because because I want what I want to put in the book are are hidden Mickey images that people can find. Yeah, right. When they come to Disney World, I don't want them to be gone yeah. if I can help it. You know, right. right. Yeah, yeah, true. You don't want them going on a scavenger hunt of nothing. Right, <laughs> right. It's frustrating. Be frustrating yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. Keep so anyway, yeah, you early asked an early question about Disney World. Well, Disneyland was a uh, was a you know an immediate follow up to mm -hmm. Disney World. Right. Disneyland has some wonderful hidden Mickey's. I love going out there. It's a fantastic park, mm -hmm. um, and. You know, some of the, of course, the earliest and original Hidden Mickeys are out there. They didn't call them Hidden Mickeys at the time. Right. But 
uh, yeah, so we did the, the Disneyland book and then and then the cruise ships. The cruise ships have some wonderful hidden Mickeys. Oh, wow. Absolutely wonderful, hmm. uh, especially the new ships. And again, the Imagineers and, and artists got real creative yeah. with some of the hidden Mickeys on the um, – on the new ships. Right. So so did you have to go on all four ships? Yes. Oh, oh that's... Yeah, it's baby. horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's horrible. horrible. Hang on, hang on. I can work up a tear. Hang on. Uh, so, yeah. Steve, are, the, are there any plans for uh, the other parks, like Paris, Tokyo, Shanghai? Oh, Hong my Kong? gosh. Yes, Tony. Uh, you know, if I had uh, more time in a day, yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, probably my next, I've been to Tokyo. Okay. There's some fantastic hidden Mickeys there. Mm. And I want to make the Tokyo, I haven't, I haven't even been to Paris yet. I, I want to go. Yeah. Uh, but I would like to get, do the, uh, Tokyo and Paris hidden Mickeys into it, into eBooks. Mm. And I, ha I have a number of hidden Mickeys from both parks. Okay. So yeah, uh, there are plans. Uh, hopefully, someday it'll get it'll get done. Right, right. Just time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and we have we have apps too. Uh, I have some app guys, and we do the iPhone wow. app. Um, and we're thinking about doing the Android app too. Uh, they did a great job with the iPhone uh, Hidden Mickey's app. I think it's a beautiful app. You know, it's got. Uh, uh, location uh, uh, awareness when you're when you're in the parks, it'll tell you where hidden Mickey's are near around you. So it's a, it's a it's a user friendly kind of fun app. Oh, good, good. That's cool. Yeah, because an app is easier than carrying a book around. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hmm. So as we start to wind up here a little bit, um, you mentioned the uh, f new Fantasyland hidden Mickey is one of your favorites. Mm -hmm. Do you have uh, another couple favorite hidden Mickeys you could share with us? Of course. Um, uh, I'll tell you about this story. Um, I was walking through the Animal Kingdom, and people had, several people had written me about a big rock somewhere that looks like Jafar. And I, I was, I went out there, I, I had gone out there several times to the Animal Kingdom and, and talked to cast members. I said, well, what is this thing about a rock that looks like Jafar? Right. And I wasn't getting any answers at all. I mean, nobody really seemed to know. And I think they literally did not know. I, I don't think it was widespread knowledge at the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I just kept walking around the park. I would go here and there, and and, um, and 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 it's unbelievable, but this really happened. So I was walking on the um, now called the Gorilla Falls uh, Trail, right? And um, I passed the Gorilla Exhibit. And I was on the suspension bridge, you know, and I was, it was late in the day. I remember I was tired. I, I had to get home and, uh, animal kingdom, you know, at that time closed early. Sure. So, uh, 
I was on the bridge and I, and I, 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 there's often a cast member on the bridge, you know, to help people, uh, point out this and that and the gorillas and all right. whatever's visible. Mm-hmm. And so I turned to the cast member and I said, and I was going to ask for the 20th time that day, have you heard about a, and I looked behind her and my God, there it was, the Navarra wow. rock. And I'm, I almost fell over backwards. And she says, oh, you mean the Jafar Rock? (laughs) And so uh, that was one of the most amazing experiences because that rock, and it's still still wonderful today. I I check it all the time. Sometimes it's covered with vines and and, uh, plants and all, but you can still see the outline. And and the, the sculptor who did that is just just did a spectacular job. But yeah, that's one of my all time favorites is the Jafar, huge Jafar rock at the animal kingdom on the, uh, gorilla falls exploration trail. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can I, can I share one of my favorite non Mickey hidden characters? Of course. It's no longer there. (laughs) Uh Oh, was the hidden Baloo. You remember the hidden Baloo from uh, Animal Kingdom? Yeah, Animal Kingdom, and I can't remember the name of the the place, but it was an eating area. It was in Africa. Oh, it's it was, still there. Is it still there? Yeah. Last time I went, I could not find it. Wow. Well, it's often covered with uh, curtains and and all, but they, I mean, as of a month or two ago, the last time I was there. Uh, it's still there. I don't think they're going to tear that one down. That's yeah. a John. That's a good one. Yeah. I, we, yeah. Hidden blue is awesome. We, well, we're it's just, often, again, it's often covered by, uh, a drawn curtain. So you have to yeah. sometimes pull things back to see it. Yeah. We were, we were sitting there. Uh, it was hot of course, cause it's animal kingdoms. So we were sitting there drinking, uh, a Coke or something and we were just sitting there and I just remember looking at the wall and I'm like, you saw it? Man, that looks like a, oh, that's a hidden blue. That's a blue. Oh, my God, John, you're awesome. Well, that, I, don't, I don't know about that. That's right. Yeah. So that was fun. That, that was great. That's, that what was great the, that's what the game's all about, I'm telling you. That's right. Just popped right out. Right, right. Uh, so tell everybody, Steve, where they can find you online, where they can get your books, where they can get your app, and if they have more questions, because I know some people will, <laughs> how they can get in touch with you if they had to. Well, the easiest way for all those uh, is to go to my website, uh, um, Hidden Mickey Guy, mm-hmm. G-U-Y, HiddenMickeyGuy.com. Okay. And uh, you can submit Hidden Mickeys there. Right. You can, uh, there's, there's a, uh, of course, there are icons to, if you want to get the app. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a way to do that. Um and uh, and buy the books, you know, directly from the website. Okay. So uh, now we also have a a presence on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Hidden Mickey Guy, uh, Hidden Mickey Guy on Facebook, mm-hmm. at Hidden Mickey Guy on uh, Twitter. Okay. And uh, Hidden Mickey Guy on Instagram. So it's pretty much the same name for everything and well, uh, I'm, I'm putting up we have a, a, a large number of YouTube videos of little one one minute segments of me uh, 
showing hidden Mickeys and describing them. So oh, uh, cool. we're, yeah. we're getting a, more of a YouTube presence. Also, Hidden Mickey Guy on YouTube. Nice. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, I encourage people. I really love people to write me about Hidden Mickeys and submit submit stuff. I mean, people find them in crazy places. Yeah. In fact, you know, if you have one on your puppy or your fish, you know, let me, you know, send me a photo. <laughs> well, they used to have one on the back of a sheep up in uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, yeah, they still do that. If you go, uh, uh, I would say most of the time, if you're there, you you can find one of the sheep or, or goats with a hidden Mickey shaved in the fur. Wow. The, the cast members actually try to, to try to maintain that. Hmm. I'm going to shave a hidden Mickey in my head. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. I'm going to tattoo a hidden Mickey on my head, Steve. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, Steve, it's always a fascinating uh, pleasure to talk to you. I've told you this before. You're like this little onion that you have to peel back the layers of Steve. (laughs) That's, That's how I describe you when people say, hey, you know that hidden Mickey guy, Steve? I said, yes, I do. It's like a little onion. You got to peel back the layers. Awesome. Uh, there you go. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, my, I, I have a bald head, so I can <laughs> picture peeling my head back. Yikes. Uh, it's always, like I said, it's always a pleasure. We thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, it's, That's a great pleasure fascinating. for me. Fascinating to hear the folklore of Disney, you know. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep, absolutely. And uh, guys, uh, if we don't see you online, we will see you in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. (laughs) 